What's up, the listeners? Welcome to another episode of the Midge and the Keg NFL podcast. You know, as usual, Billy. Alongside me, my usual co-host, Jimbo. Right, everyone, how's it going? Let's go. Let's get to it. Super Bowl week. Right, Jimbo. Super Bowl week. I'm buzzing. Although it's the last game of the year, should be a good one. Can't wait for Sunday to come along. Yeah, it's really it's worked out. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a good matchup. Should be a good game. Hopefully we can, uh, we're going to try and dissect it and analyse, pre-analyse it as much as possible uh, for you guys listening. And just as usual, before we start, we're going to do our weekly shout-out for the week. And this shout-out this week is uh, a friend of mine uh, who is also my personal trainer. Uh, his name's Vince Sanders. He's a fantastic guy. He's helped me through a various amount a lot of trouble throughout the past year with everything going on with coronavirus and everything else. He's a qualified personal trainer. He's also a qualified online coach, qualified in sports massage and masseuse as well. He's got a various amount of qualifications, also has a qualification in mental health as well. The guy is just stats. He's a lovely guy. If you guys are ever looking to get into something in terms of whether it be a fitness goal or anything in between that mind, he is always definitely worth a message. He's got great content as well on his social media posts, as well as a podcast of his own, which I will point out down below, and I will tag him. So that's our shout-out for the week there for Vince's company there. Right, Jimbo, let's get down to it. So going through what we're going to try and break down, we're going to go through the journey for both teams and then analyse that a little bit as we've got to go through to see to see how they reached the Super Bowl 55. So we'll start off with Tampa. Yarr. I think we can all be in a bit of agreement. A lot of people were very tiptoeing around Tampa because they didn't know really if, um, if it was going to last. You know, there were some uh, results where they didn't look very convincing. And the offence did take a long time to... I think settling as such, I think it took a little while with Tom Brady, with everything else, including, you know, there was a lot of elements to that offense. But once it did get rolling, it really did get rolling. And I think one big stat, which you pointed out, just going into the Super Bowl. So I think for the past six weeks, which is including the two playoff games and the four games previous, uh, Tampa have had a minimum of 30 points in each of their last six games, which... It's pretty incredible and shows how much this Tampa Bay offense has grown throughout throughout the whole season. Yeah, I think they've they've gone into it. They're going to go into this game with a lot of momentum. You know, as you say, the offense is absolutely flying at the moment. You know, they're keeping they're giving Brady a lot of time in the pocket, and it's going to be very important for them to keep that keep that moving forward. You know, into this game, I think they've been fairly inconsistent throughout the season, but this sort of playoff run and the three games leading into it have sort of given them that consistency and they've, they've now won what is it six or seven games in a row I believe yeah they are definitely going into the Super Bowl you know they're, they're the team they've got probably more momentum than Kansas City really you know that the offensive line last time was just brilliant yeah they gave Brady so much time I mean that is really what's accounting for these points that they're putting up at the moment yeah massively they've kept on Brady upright and as much as the running game hasn't produced these nice flashy numbers 
Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones are getting it both done on the ground. They're getting scores. They're good in the receiving game. They've got a nice duo there in that backfield, which is really, I think, going to be a big key coming up towards towards this game. And funny enough, I will have to point out, so the act, I've just been having a look. So the last game that Tampa actually lost was actually to the Chiefs in the regular season. <laughs> so right. <laughs> what a way to turn that up. That was fairly so, tight, though, wasn't it? Yeah, really 27-24. Yeah, Kansas had a really right. big lead, though. Um, I think it was sort of a trailing thing for Tampa. But yeah, they um, that was the last game they lost. So what goes around comes around, really. So that's quite interesting. But yeah, they've had a bit of a rocky for us throughout the start. But they've now got this big swing of momentum. And like I pointed out in the previous podcast episode, I, I think this is... And, you know, and I take it over. I think, as apart from Patrick Mahomes being possibly the outweigher of possibly, you know, in terms of position that can be best on offense out of these two teams. I still think this offense is the best in the league right now. You have the you have such good personnel that Tom Brady is using. You know, he's not just going and throwing to Gronk all the time like he did at like he did at New England. You know, he's not constantly on one target. He's got Chris Godwin, he's got Mike Evans, he's got Scotty Miller as a slot receiver, he's got both of the backs catching the ball and running the ball well. And, and like you say, the offensive line is, is definitely a top five offensive line. So you're sort of looking at how they match up. I, I, I stand by it. I still think they're the best offense in, in the league right now, personally. Yeah, I, I'm standing I by that, I think that, you know, that, that shows the variety that they've got and the strength and depth they've got. You know, they can miss a player or two and they can still, they've still got an extremely good receiving course, haven't they, you know? Yeah, this is it. Even, um... You know, the tight ends, both tight ends can catch a ball, Brayton, Gronk, you know, they're both very good for their hands. Uh, You know, the only player for me, I think, could improve this week slightly would be Godwin with his his catch. You know, he does, he has dropped some passes in the playoffs. Um, He likes a drop. (laughs) Has played well, but he does like a drop. Uh, That's what I mean. He's a great receiver, but he loves a drop. Like, as much as I, I, I like him as a receiver, the bloke does drop a fair few balls. But other than that, yeah, like I say, I'm stick by it. I'm not, I'm not slagging Godwin off. We're not. Like, <laughs> we're just pointing out every time we watch him, especially uh, what was it, the Saints game where he dropped one in the end zone. But we're not, we're not, we're not nitpicking. It's fine. Well, I mean, it was, um, it was the, um, it was the Packers game. You know, for me, I, I, I missed you. And I said, oh, Godwin, you know, he absolutely loves a drop. Then there's another one, and then a minute later, he made a superb catch, didn't he? Like, you know, yeah, next like play. fifty yards. Okay. So, <laughs> When he's on the game, I mean, he could be a big difference. Obviously, I think I think what I like about this game coming into it before we get and analyse it a little bit more is that there is, um, other than obviously the quarterback is like the main position to obviously a favourite to win the MVP. So it's probably going to be even Mahomes or Brady, but we'll get into that. But I think what's very difficult, you could pick out a lot of players on this Tampa Bay offence that could effectively, if they have a fantastic game, could win them the game, you know? Like, you sort of look at that in perspective and think if one of these players has an outstanding game, can really, could change the way this game is finished, you know, change the result. Yeah, I think it's helped them as well. You, you know, talk about the Bucks, you've got that on the defensive side of the ball as well, you know, they've, they've started forcing turnovers, they've started putting pressure on quarterbacks, you know, they got to Rodgers a lot more than the Rams did, which is impressive in itself. And I think, Massively. you know, you could even look at sort of Shaq Barrett and, Pierre Paul to have a sort of a say in the uh, the MVP situation. So as good as the stats are on offense, their defense is a you know is looking pretty solid too. Yeah, defensively they've definitely stood up. You've had a lot of individuals that have really stood out massively. You've had Devin White been playing out of his skin, Shaq Barrett and Pierre Paul both on the outside applying pressure. Secondary's been getting uh, interceptions. 
So, yeah, it is a very stacked defence as well. So they are well-rounded at this team at the moment. And I, we'll move, um, I think I talked about before the, um, the before the Washington game, you know, they played the Falcons twice and the Lions, the three games leading into it. And I, I saw that as a bit of a false form, if you know what I mean, because obviously you've got two very poor defences they've played against. But I think these playoff games have actually showed that they can still do it against the best of them. Massively. Yeah, massively. I mean, you look at you look at the Saints as much as we've, you know, the Judas Bowls, we like to have called it. You know, they, they had a, a great, you know, at least a top five defence. They had some good defensive personnel and they and they got, you know, they got past them. You know, they, they were running the ball. They were, you know, they had some great big plays. Tom Brady was dissecting it well. Uh, same with Washington. Washington had a very good secondary, you know, and defensively, uh, they were great on the D-line. So they've shown that they can play against the big boys in terms of defensive stouting and including Green Bay as well. So you look at that and yeah, this is, yeah, it's going to be a tough one for Kansas City. So we'll swiftly move into them now with how they've got on. I think the stat is stupid, by the way. So when Mahomes is starting, because we've got to remember, yes, Kansas City City finished 14 and two, but the second loss was due to Mahomes and a couple of other starters not playing against, uh, I believe it was, uh, was it the Chargers? Last game of the year. Um, they, they rested starters, which they were going to do. They had the number one seed. It wasn't a big deal. They had the bye. But you look at literally, I think the record with Mahomes starting is something like, I want to say it's something like 26, 27 wins and one loss. In the, It's just insane. Like, it's, yeah. it, it's just, you can't write it. Like, he's just been absolutely incredible. Since the playoffs last year, I believe that stat was for through till now. And it's just incredible. Like, he just... It just showed, I think we've got to talk about his potential here. You know, we've got to go into that depth. I think, so I've heard a lot of, you know, I've been watching a lot of stuff and seeing stuff on social media that to, to people were, I think, are getting a bit, I think they, they're using the term goat very loosely. I love the term with the baby goat because I think he has that potential. Like, there's no doubt about, about him. He's that special. He's worth the money he's being paid. But I think it's very early to say, and there was a very good question, which I'm going to ask you, Jimbo. So, do you think if Brady beats Mahomes in this Super Bowl, do you think that is entirely possibly, at, uh, in terms of Super Bowl titles, is it out of reach for Mahomes if he loses this game? Can he catch Brady's seven titles? Like, could, do, you, do you reckon um, he could? See, like, in, a realistic, in a realistic perspective? I wouldn't say it's out of reach. You know, I think Mahomes has got plenty of years left in the league to dominate in a side that is very good and they don't show any signs of letting up. I mean, the thing you have got to remember with the Chiefs is that Mahomes' contract will kick in at some point. You know, it's a big old contract. When it actually sort of, it's obviously, it's quite front-ended deal. So it's, sorry, back-ended deal where they, you know, are paying a lot of the money towards the end of the deal. When that does kick in, you know, do they then lose out on a few of their other players? Do they get a bit weaker in other areas? You know, it's not going to last forever where they've got the, the strongest roster in the NFL, but then it did at the Patriots. So, you know, used to say they can't create a dynasty and it isn't hard to reach I think ideally like I say you've got to look at team perspective you know when, when Tom was in um, at New England and Bill Pelichek you know there was some years especially when the Super Bowl winning years they had a great defensive um, uh, defensive team and they you know they were getting turnovers they could score on defence he had that little bit of help and don't be wrong this Chiefs defence I think although I think they played maybe better last year just in terms of their Super Bowl run they're still a top 10 defence you know you've got some nice players on there 
Um, you know, Chris Jones, Tyron Matthews, just to name two. You know, there are some nice players on there that help do just enough to keep teams at bay. And they got a great, you know, they got good play court. You know, they got great coaching staff. It's ran so well, but it obviously helps that Chiefs offense because let's be honest, when that Chiefs offense is rolling, it doesn't really matter what Kansas City's defense does. To be honest, like it, like it, it just it all matters yeah. on Mahomes. That's why they're paying him a north of I think whatever the deal was is it's worth up to five hundred million dollars. You know, so you can see why they're doing that. So I, I think you're right in that way. Never rule it out because you don't know he could go on this crazy run like Tom Brady has done in his career. You just don't know. Looking at their run, yeah, you know, I don't. You know, as, sorry, as you say, it's too early to be frying around, frying around the uh, you know the goat word because it's. That needs to be someone who's dominated in the sport for a number of years. Don't be wrong. It's looking good you know, for him. He's been say. in the league three years yeah. and he could win two already. So in that perspective. But yeah, put it this way. Oh, it's going to be, if you're in the AFC, it's going to be so difficult <laughs> to try and beat these guys because they're just, it doesn't seem like they're going to let up anytime soon. And just looking through their run, like I say, you know, there's nothing that really stands out. They, they manage, you know, high scoring offense. Pretty much walking over a lot of most of the teams. They had a couple of close results. It's just a mistake for your friends, really, isn't it? I mean, how many times did he, how many picks did he throw this year, Mahomes? Not I mean, many. I that? think it's about about six or eight. I think about eight. I've got. I, want, I think it was like second most. Uh, sorry, second least. I mean, sorry. I mean, yeah, in these, not, he, these he last two ball. playoff games, he just they just don't even look like they're going to turn the ball over, have they? You know, they haven't even looked like it. I mean, don't get me wrong; they've had a much easier run than the. The, the Bucks, in my opinion, no, the Browns probably one of the weaker sides in the playoffs if we're if we're being honest, and they weren't com- overly convincing, were they? You know, obviously they had the injury, but that could have gone the that could have gone the other way. And then the Bills last week, who I thought were disappointing, I think they maybe sort of come to an end of their run a little bit. You know, you can't say the Bills aren't a good side, but they've had an easier run than the the Bucks's Saints, Packers. And, you know, I mean, Washington were easier, but... Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think um, I think Buffalo could have played, played better. We, we spoke about it in, in the review of the game uh, before the play calling and everything else was a little bit off. And in terms of Josh Allen just doing a few things too too many in terms of holding onto the ball a bit yeah. too much. But it was never in doubt for Kansas City. I think, like you say, once their offence gets going... And let's be honest, the Bills, his defence has been... It got better during the season and in the playoffs, but... It was no match for for Mahomes, you know. That they they dissected it and it worked perfectly. I mean, it, it wasn't really a contest in that one. And throughout most of these games this year, I mean, other than losing to the Raiders in in quite a tight game, you know, like they they haven't looked back on most of these results. So you look at that, and they they are, I, I believe, they will be. They've got to be the favourite to me. I you know, I'm just looking at that from afar, but I, I really think that this could be. This could be a shootout if it's played well. If, if Brady's on his game and can dissect that Chiefs defense, and as well as Mahomes, you know Mahomes has played against good defenses. He can he can match up well against his Tampa defense. It could be a it could be a high scoring one, you know. So we'll have to see who can win these shootouts on that one. But that's just a brief look at the journey and the schedules of how Tampa and Kansas City have got here to the Super Bowl. Pass interference. Defense, spot of the foul. Right, guys, so we're going to go into what we think are the best matchups are going to be in this game. So we'll start off with, we've got to start off with the main the main guys, the goat and the baby goat. 
being Mahomes and Brady. Now, we're going to quickly just, you know, we're not going to go massively into the regular season stats. They both had good seasons. I think um, Brady finished with 40 touchdowns in the end. And I believe Mahomes was around that area as well. You know, they've, hard, they've been great outstanding this year. But in the playoffs, um, the only one thing that stands out to me, as much as, yes, Tom Brady's played one more game, he has thrown three interceptions. And that was against, um, albeit all against Green Bay. Now, looking at that, you know, like you said, protecting the ball is massive here. Tom Brady knows that. He's been in this position 10 times now. <laughs> so, and Mahomes knows it. So, out of both of these quarterbacks, who do you think is most likely going to throw a turnover? Like, let's be honest in that perspective. Who do we really think? Who, who's I mean, going to crack first as such? I mean, I think with Mahomes, it's sort of unlikely <laughs> the way he's playing at the moment. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, he's yeah, that game that, where that, that game against Miami. Um, where he threw three picks this year, yeah, that was the only real game where he lost it. You know, completely lost the ball, and you know, apart from that, he's thrown the it's odd probably pick the worst there, game but... I've seen him play, to be fair. And he still won the game, yeah. Like <laughs> you know, so but you know, Tom Brady's threw three picks in his last game. You know, albeit one of them wasn't his fault, but it yeah. does sort of look like he's Brady's more likely to throw. You know, the interception. I think turnovers are going to be massive in this game. Yeah, I think whoever cracks first, it could really have a big swing of momentum change. It feels like that type of game where that one interception is really going to, you know, completely turn that ball the other way in terms of and completely change the game. A bit like the old um, Stephen Gilmore interception in uh, Super Bowl um, 53 against the Rams, you know, where he, and that was a big interception and it can massively change it, you know, as much as it was a low scoring game. It's something like that of momentum. So, I think, to be honest, I, I can see, I can see Tom Brady throwing an interception in this game. I don't know. I just, I can just see it. I think he might get a bit of pressure, and you know, and it might just get land a bit differently for him. But I mean, the thing is, if if they keep, if the Bucks give him as much time as they gave him last week, he's got no no real reason to throw a pick, really, is he? You know, he's an experienced enough player that if you give him that time in the pocket like they did last week, you know, he should be able to look after the ball. Yeah, massively. I think this is key, especially with Tampa's offensive line, which we'll get to in, in just a second, that how well they've kept him upright and how much it's going to make a difference. And we've got to remember as well that Eric Fisher, who's starting tackle for Kansas City, will, won't, won't play. He's got an Achilles tear. So that's a big loss for that offensive line, you know, especially on the outside. You know, you, you look yeah. at that and as much as Mahomes isn't stupid, he's going to trust his line. He's going to trust the people that are protecting him. But there's got to be some form of thing in your head there thinking, well, you know, he's going to be a little bit more alert, you know, because he knows that maybe, you know, his better starting tackle isn't playing um, in the game. Yeah, I think if you look at the matchups with the Lions, I think obviously with Eric Fisher out, I think the Bucks are probably a fair bit stronger line-wise. I mean, the, the Chiefs line is good, is solid, but I think, you know, Mahone's obviously a bit more mobile as well. Really helps his case. I mean, if you if you're talking in, if you're talking interception, I think Brady's more likely to throw more interceptions. But if you're talking touchdowns, I think Brady's more likely to throw more touchdowns as well. I think uh, I think it'd be a nice bet on that one actually. Who would have over and under more more touchdowns in the game? It had to be, I think, quite interesting on that one. To be fair, because you look at what I've said this could be a shootout. We've got to look at this and think: could this really be? You know, could one you know can one defense be a bit more stout than the other? I think it's going to be more of a case of. Who's going to crack first? I think this is why I'm pointing this out in this matchup. It feels like that's how it could be. It's either Will Brady or Mahomes crack first. It could be that type of game, looking at them. I mean, personally for me, I mean, just on a quick fire, I mean, 
I am. I think I am taking the baby goat, not just because I, I want Kansas City to win. I think a lot of people know that with us by now because we don't want Tampa to win. But as we're non-biased, we're being fair. I do think, you know, all, all good things must come to an end. As much as Tom Brady, he reckons he can play for like another two or three years, which is mad because it means Tampa is probably going to be in this sort of, sort of similar position again. If he maintains you know, his level of form, I mean, he'll play for as long as he maintains that level of, of play, won't he, at the end of the day. That's, that's how long he's going to play for. It's not going to be, by the sounds of it, he wants to carry on for as long as possible. So while he's playing he as well as he is, he's going to still be Look, playing, isn't he? He's 43 and he's thrown 40 touchdowns in a season. Are you joking? Like, it's just it's just unheard of. It's the first time people are doing it. He is like re- always rewriting these history books. But I do think it's sort of, it is going to have to come to a point of where the torch is passed on. I know that's a bit silly because he obviously, it's not like Mahomes is playing behind Brady, but it's more, it feels like it could be that type of moment because if Mahomes can win I mean, this Super Bowl, do you and think it's two the fact three, that- do you think the fact that Brady's been in so many more Super Bowls will have any sort of impact? Or do you think the fact that, that Mahomes has actually won one is is more than enough experience it, will, it won't get to him at all the I occasion? Don't, I don't think it's irrelevant. You know, you've got to think about Tom Brady's experience in a Super Bowl is, is, is valuable. I saw a stat, right? And apparently of all the all the Super Bowls that have been played, so there's been 54 Super Bowls, apparently he's been he's played in 18% of them. But think of that. The NFL has been going for 55 years. He's played in 18% of the Super Bowls. It's just fucking yeah. mental, you know? Like, it just doesn't, that just doesn't happen. You know, he's, I think the argument's gone now, you know, like it's I tried probably to about 12, 13% of them as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you, you look at that and it's just insane. But I think on a quick fire, I feel like the torch will need to be passed. And I think Mahomes will win this game on a pure merit. And I think he'll probably get the MVP. But, it's more of, I feel like it could be a passing of the torch moment. It might not be. Brady might stick a spanner in the works and go, nope, I'm carrying on and you lot got to put up with me again. Um, but I am taking, and if I had to pick one quick far, it's definitely the baby goat right now at the moment, just for me. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have to agree with you, I think, just on the basis that I don't think he's going to turn the ball over. And I think that's, that's a, already a good sort of solid starting point to winning the, to win the game. Massively, yeah. And winning the QB battle. Massively. We're going into more key battles, so we've just pushed that out. So we're going to go for... We sort of we couldn't figure out who we wanted to do versus here when we talked about this. So we're going to go with more of the, the wide, rev- wide receivers wide receivers groups versus each other. So head-to-head, who are you taking? I mean, it, it seems a little bit obvious... Uh, sorry, not wide receiver, but all, all receiving group. You know, I mean, it, this includes the tight ends and actually the running backs. Yeah, I think we're including. You've got to throw the tight ends in there, really, because obviously a massive part of the Kansas City receiving corps is Kelsey. And obviously the Bucks also use Bright and Gronkowski a lot. So I think on a whole, the Bucks have got a lot more variety. They've got a lot more quality. But you've got the two unbelievable playmakers on the Chiefs line with. You know Hill and Kelsey, that who are very, very reliable hands. Oh, they're just unbelievable. And I think you know, as much as he can, the devil's like, oh, he can't just rely on the pair of them. I'm like, he can. He's just shown he can in a game. Throw it to Kelsey thirteen times. Tyreek just under ten. Dump it off now and again to to Pringle and 
if Edward Hilaire, Hilaire plays as well as um, Damian Williams, he can do that in this offence. And the fact is as well, as much as I think it's such a smooth offensive rhythm and I think the play calling is, is great, you know, you've got to look at it like that. But like I said, I'm still sticking to that, that, the, that this offence is better um, in just on the fact of basis on merit of the personnel because you look at, you reel these players off, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, Bob Gronkowski, Cameron Bright, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones. And, and, and you're forgetting Antonio Brown as well. If he plays, he is questionable to, to, to play in yeah. the game. So we'll see how he goes. But you look at that and you just, it's just insane. So as much as I love Tyreek Hill and I think Kelsey is, and you know, in terms of a player matchup, they are arguably the best players at their position. You have to look at it. And I think as a personnel group, I, I have to take Tampa. And I think this is that is the massive key here for, for Tom Brady. If, if Brady can utilise everyone, which he, he's shown he can throughout the playoffs, he's done it. He's not just been going to one guy all, all the time in, the, in this playoff run. He's been using everyone. And that's what could hurt this, this defence. Because there is talks of um, Bajarius Sneed not playing, which is a big loss for, for Kansas City secondary. So there could be a, a whole opening there as such you know, for them to try and have success, especially in the passing game, at least, against that secondary. I've got to agree with you. I think, you know, the Bucks have got the better receiving corps. There's so much more variety there. You know, there's so much more you can do. Um, I think, you know, they can open it up to so many more different players. I mean, just take the Kansas City getting an injury. Say Kelsey or Hill go down, that massively dents their offence. You know, that takes one of their big playmakers off the pitch. The other big playmakers now... Double weaving double triple covers. teams. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. and, and you're, you're there looking at it like, okay, now we're in a bit of a tough position, really. I think that's with one thing you do if you don't want to give play. Tampa. Yeah, exactly. You don't Tampa, want to give Tampa you know, Even if they lose out Mike Evans or they lose Godwin or something, they've still got quality playmakers to throw the yeah. ball to. Yeah, the depth is there massively. And as well, you don't want to give that Tampa Bay defense a sniff, a, a chance to to have a go because if, it, like you say, if they lose Kelsey or Tyreek, you look at that and you think that you know Todd Bowles is going to throw some blitzes in there that's going to try and put Mahomes under pressure, you know. So it's going to be one of the things. If he's taken, if they can take one of their playmakers out of that game, it's going to be really difficult. So it really can depend. That Tampa Bay defense has got a big, big job on their hands to try and try and slow down Mahomes and the trio there uh, for that one. So looking at that, we'll go straight into Jimbo's betting corner, as I like to, uh, I'm going to give that an official title now. Jimbo, going towards uh, your betting corner, what are we fancying? Yeah, so I think first we'll talk about the uh, the spread. Uh, currently looking at plus three uh, for the Bucks, minus three uh, Chiefs. Uh, even money, obviously. Um, yeah, I think that it's going to be quite a tight game. I think there is a, you know, a reasonable position there, plus three on the Bucks. I think Kansas City are normally fairly tight on their, you know, their games. But what's your what's your view on the spread? Uh, I think it's a bit um, a bit low. I thought. I thought originally it was going to be very tight. Right? I mean, put it this way, I rarely see a spread that goes down to about two points anyway. So with that, with a three point, um, I'm liking more 
to be honest, Kansas City on the minus three seems like to me the better bet to go just on that poor basis because I, I do, you know, we'll get to the predictions there, but I, I do favour the spread a little bit more in Kansas City's favour, but you know, you're looking at the even money thing on that spread, like you said. I, but I do think on yeah, that, I, I, I don't think Kansas there's particularly much juice in that in that spread. Really, like looking over it, I think there's better markets to play in this game. I think you've got the over under market. We're looking at fifty five point five is the standard. Um, but I actually think you could sort of go a little bit further than that. Over sixty points scored in the game. You know, the Bucks have put up thirty points in the last was it seven games we talked about earlier. And then you've yeah, got about, the, about six, seven, yeah, six, I believe. You know, the, yeah. so. the Chiefs are highly capable of putting thirty points up as well, and you know it could it could turn out to be quite a high scoring game. With fifteen to eight, you've got for over sixty points. That's not bad. I, I, got, I quite that's like got that. Relative value there. Uh, another market I want to talk about is the the MVP market. Yes, um, the main big market here, it, other than the quarterback. <laughs> so I'm guessing Mahomes well, and Brady are up there. <laughs> the, the quarterbacks take a lot of money out of the market always in the MVP markets, you know, they're always the favourites. And they they normally mirror around the price the team are. So Mahomes is four to five shot. It's a little bit bigger than the Chiefs are, which you don't obviously expect. And Brady is similar price to what the Bucks are. If you look a little bit further down in the MVP betting, you know, there's there's plenty of value to be had if you think it's going to go the other way from a quarterback. I mean, if you look at the history of the MVPs and the Super Bowl, if we just take the last 10 years, for example, there's been two linebackers win it, one wide receiver away from the quarterback. So that is a, that's a fair ratio when you're looking yeah. at the prices. You know, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, likely to be the two best receivers in this game, both 12 to 1 shots. And if you're looking at the sort of path rusher route, uh, last time Von Miller won it, Super Bowl 50, and then you had Malcolm Smith win it two years before that for the Seahawks. You know, you got Shaq Barrett thirty-three to one. Jason Pierre Paul eighty to one. I must admit, just a bit of on your bet. Like, I must admit, there's has been one player that's been in my mind. I feel like if there is going to be a defensive player that that can have a chance, I do feel Shaq Barrett is hundred percent primed up for that for that role. I do think that if he, if he has a good game, similar to that Von Miller type S game that he had against Carolina in Super Bowl fifty, I think he's definitely got a chance. Like to, to, to be in that voting category when it comes to the game at the end of the game. I, I, I must admit, I do, as much as that's quite a long shot, because obviously, the, like you say, the prices go for a long shot other than the quarterbacks. I do quite like that. That's for me personally. I think if I had to pick yeah. someone that was a bit of a longer shot, I do like that. I do like that in Shaq Barrett. It's just, it's just taken the last six years, you know, 50% in the last six years have been quarterbacks, 50% haven't been quarterbacks, the winners. So, to put them in so short, the two quarterbacks, does sort of open it up to, you know, prospects, if you like, you know, as you said, Shaq Barrett to get the sacks. You know, even Devon White, 90 to 1, is, he's been playing out of his skin the last couple of games, you know. If if the Bucks do have a big game, defensively. Fifth linebacker to uh, to put his name in there. Like, it could happen, you know. Like, and, you know, and I he think has there been is, outstanding. I think there's plenty of juice in this market if, if they're saying, you, you know, you want to play, if you, you know who you like. I mean, for me personally, like you say, I think Shaq Barrett is the play, is a player thirty three to one. There's probably an argument that could be made for Kelsey as well. You know, he scored a brace of touchdowns last week. He scored a brace in the last Super Bowl. Yeah, his, you know, his markets. Yeah, I can I can imagine my people would definitely put a bit on him there. You know, as, as, think, as a bit more of a coaster coaster ranger 
in that in that market. I think that, that's just a market where you're going to get a big price about a player that you you like to have a big game, basically. Hmm. No, massively, yeah. Now the MVP is always a big one. It's obviously the most prestigious thing after you know during that Super Bowl. So Super Bowl MVP, uh, I believe Brady's won three or four. Four now. Yeah, he's won. He's won two of the last six. He's two. He's won yeah. two of the. Uh, you know the quarterback ones for the last season. I just think the way that it's going, it's moving away from the quarterback a little tiny bit. If yeah. we're just looking at the last sort of six or seven, and that that trend hasn't been represented in the betting. No, no, fair enough. I think uh, yeah, it's always a good point to point out there. Any uh, anything else that's taken your fancy? This maybe a next best or or wild shot. Um, we'll have a real real wild card bet on Cameron Bright to get a brace. Okay. Obviously, he came Cameron Bright will week. come up big, man. Like he will. <laughs> he came up big last week with a touchdown. Yeah. Um, and let's let's have him to get two this week, forty to one. Forty to one. Okay. Yeah. No. Lumps of money on people. It's going to happen. Cameron Bright's going to be the guy. And then I think the nap for me would be would be the over on the points. Fair play. No, no, Royce. Been to eight. Not bad one there. Yeah, that's a good price. Like you say, you like that market. That's good. So, uh, yeah, that's that one coming from Jimbo's betting corner right there. Right, and just to wrap off this Super Bowl preview, we're going to go with keys to victory and then leading straight into our our final prediction of the 2020 season. So, Jimbo, keys to victory here. What do you think the Chiefs... Chiefs, we'll we'll start with the Chiefs. What do you think they need to do defensively to... um, as a key here to try and to help, so, help help themselves win this game, they're probably going to need to get the pressure on Brady. They've got to beat this strong offensive line who's really stepped up in the last couple of games. I don't mean necessarily rise on sacks, but get the pressure on Brady. You know that's where he struggled a little bit this season when he's had pressure on him. I think mean, that's their main key defensively. Yeah, massively. I think um, yeah, you look at that. Like I said, the offensive line's been a stout. It's a big test for uh, for both of them. And, you know, they've got some, some good players on that D-line uh, for Kansas City with Chris Jones, you know, players like that in there. You know, they, they, they blitz a lot of them um, in the secondary as well. So they got some good, they get some ways to get pressure on you. So it's going to be a, a tough ask for them. It's going to be a big, big, good matchup. Uh, I think personally, if we're going to keep them to the defensive side of the ball, I think a massive thing for the Bucks here, they need to force a turnover. If it's a Mahomes interception, if it's a fumble, whatever, they need to win this turnover battle. Like, you know, for, you know, contain the running backs. That's a big one here. Force Williams end of the lead just to be contained. You've got the linebackers to do it. You don't have to rely on that D-line doing any much into, the, into helping them. You can just allow that D-line of Pierre Paul, you know, Vita Vaya, obviously Shaq Barrett, just to go after the quarterback in Mahomes because you, you 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 can rely on them big you know that them decent linebackers you know leading with Devin White to keep the, them contained but they need to somehow get the turnover battle differential because that that could be the key to this yeah, game. I mean, that's how they that's how they won the game against the Saints, wasn't it, in the uh, divisional round. You know, they they won that turnover battle and that is really what pushed them over the edge that week. You know, they they can win this game if they can do that against Kansas City as well. Massively, and it's going it's to be important against a team who don't really give a lot away. Exactly, yeah. You know, they they have to know that Mahomes is a smart quarterback. Uh, yeah, like I say their, their players don't fumble as much. I mean, the only fumble I think, but last time I actually saw that proper turnover, and it was McCall Hardman, but it was on special teams. You know, so 
you can't really class that in terms of what the turnover battle was. But you look at yeah. now moving into the offense, it's as simple as it can be. If Mahomes is Mahomes, they got the best chance to win. It, it, it's that simple. If he can if he can move, if he can elude elude the pressure from Tampa, throw, you know, just have everything on a timing scale right with Kelsey, Tyree Kill, both his backs. It could, you know, he is the favourite in terms of terms of what to be, and he is just incredible. He he has got a big, big chance here to, you know, if he loses this game, it's not going to definitely not dent anything. He's got years left in this league, but this could this this game is a lot bigger, I think, in terms of in massively into what Mahomes can do into his career. Because you think of the, the, how the stat sounds of having two Super Bowl titles in your third season, uh, starting season, is absolutely insane. So if he is that, they've got the best chance. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. You know, I think that the the Bucks are going to have to move the ball to the ground. They're going to have to keep their run game going well. Fournette's having a, a good uh, playoff run so far. He needs to keep that going. Take a little bit of pressure off Brady. You know, he threw the three picks last time. He's going to have to avoid that. He's going to, you know, look after the ball a little bit better. And I think the run game can, can help him do that. Yeah, definitely. So you have to make sure them backs are on the game and doing well, especially that offensive line without Eric Fisher. But uh, a key to the end, the last one for the key here for Tampa, Tampa Bay offensively, that offensive line needs to be a stout. They need to keep Tom Brady upright. As much as they can do well in the run game and, and have Fournette and Jones be a big piece in this offense to, to maybe take the pressure off Brady, as long as he's kept upright, that's all that matters, you know. Like we know Tom Brady, you know, when he when he's not had pressure in his face and he's kept upright and kept well, he will t- he will pick apart at any defense. He's proven he's done it against the best defenses and the worst defenses. He can do it all. He's proven it time and time again throughout his career. But that that this Tampa line needs to know, you know, that, that it, a lot is relying on them this game, big time, Great. massively. And just before we go into prediction, I'm going to put you on the spot because I'm putting myself on the spot because I believe that we've got about mentioning it. A bold prediction. We have to do one last one before the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go with one. I've got one in my head, right? And I'm thinking it could it could potentially happen because it was very close last week in terms of the stats, right? I think you could. There will be a 200 yard receiver. Could be a tight end. Could be a wide receiver. That's my oh, bold prediction. Give 200 yards. Well, I can't. No, no, you know, it's got to be a bit vague. I, if anyone's going to do it. You have to, the, the favourites, it's got to be either Tyreek or, or, or Travis. You know, they're two main targets. You look, Like I said, with that offence, he's got so much personnel. It's mainly Tyreek and Kelsey. Ideally, you know, they're going to get their targets, they're going to get their catches. If Tyreek goes, Tyreek's elusive enough and quick enough to, to not be caught. It could happen. I think as much as bowl, yeah. it is a massive bowl prediction, because I'm not sure how many times it's happened in Super Bowl history, but... There is a chance it could, especially with them, them two guys playing. So that's my bold prediction. What do you reckon? Yep, we'll give you a enough. bit of time. What, what, what um, are you thinking? Am I actually allowed to go with my long shot bet, or is that just a uh, cop long out? Long shot bet? What was, what was that? What, the, the, what Cameron Brake brace? Brace, brace, yeah. Brace, brace. No, you can't. <laughs> no fucking way. Okay, then. Okay. <laughs> you got to think of one. you got to think of one. Come on. Um, let's go. Oh, wait. Um, four touchdowns for each quarterback, Brady and Mahomes. You've got the two best quarterbacks in the NFL at the moment. As you say, they go and the baby go. Let's have four touchdowns each. Four touchdowns apiece. 
sounds bold enough because one could get one might not you know so two of them moved to Cameron Bright yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely so if, if people are lumping on that they know they know they know break, the break brace is coming so uh, and then leading off prediction I'll lead it off I mean look you know a lot of the people are established by now they know we want Kansas to win I am very torn because I do think there is a big, big chance that Tampa can can sneak past and get and, and get this win. But I do also think, like I've pointed out in the preview, that I do believe that this is sort of a turning point of a passing on the torch to someone that has got so much potential in this league. It's unbelievable that, that people haven't seen a player like this in terms of talent for so long. It probably since Tom, you know, so. You have to look at it like that. And you just got to think that the torch will be passed on. And I think he will have an outstanding game and he will lead the Chiefs to their third ever third Super Bowl uh, and back-to-back, which is a very rare feat in, in the NFL. So, you know, they're, they're going to they're have, have a repeat, a back-to-back. I take Kansas City 30-28 to 28 in this one. Yep. I, I agree it's going to be tight. Uh, I think it'll be slightly higher scoring than that. Let's go Kansas 34-31. Awesome. Yeah, hopefully it will be that type of game just to, just to get off this year off and, uh, uh, sorry, just a season off and, yeah, hopefully have a great off-season with that. Uh, just point out, guys, that I keep mentioning, I'll say we're forever grateful for you uh, coming in and listening to our podcast. We've had such great feedback and some really good ideas and everything else flying around. We've, we're super, super happy with what's been happening, uh, considering we've been doing this only for just over a month now. We're really, really happy and pleased and glad that you guys are supporting us in every way possible. If you're new to this podcast, give us a like, uh, sorry, give us a follow on Instagram and also a follow on Twitter and keep an eye on posts. Uh, we've got some good content coming up, especially this off-season. Uh, and as well as our Super Bowl review, which we'll be doing most likely on the day after Jimbo, which hopefully we'll be having a lot to talk about on that Monday. Yeah, I think get that um, the review on the Monday. Hopefully, it'll be a good game to talk about, and then straight into the off-season uh, programs. That we've Jim, got. Jimbo's um, favourite part of the NFL season. <laughs> his secret GM likeness is coming out right now. Right, that's what he likes. So he's loving it. We've got some good ideas, guys. But once again. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you're staying safe. Take care. Catch you soon. Catch you next time.